everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Dive Bar Happy Hour! Joining me for this round of drinks is Garrett, the player of Maldrick. Yo, yo. What's up, Garrett? Not much, man. Just having a Saturday. It is indeed a Saturday. We're uh, having a good time. Having some good drinks, hanging out with some good buddies. So, let's break down Maldrick. Who is Maldrick? Uh, Maldrick is one of three siblings, uh, all of which are outsiders. He is the siblings of Varetha and Gareth. Correct. Unless you know something I don't. I'll never tell. No, no, they're siblings. And his class, it is a very cool class and archetype, is it not? It is, yeah. It's, he's, he's a Magus, which is from ultimate the Ultimate Magic book. It's a like, mix between a martial character and like, a caster. Most importantly, he is the Jiskan Artificer archetype for the, the Magus class. And what does that do for him? For one, it means he's missing an arm and has one of his arms replaced with like a golem arm. On top of that, it basically makes it so that he can use only a bunch of his uh, class features with only that golem arm. That hasn't come into place yet because he does he hasn't hit level two, which is when Magus really kicks in. But on top of that, as a replacement, his golem arm is going to like automatically scale through part of the game, and because of that, for example, it starts off already being considered masterwork, which gives him an additional plus one to attack with it. On top of like that, he can rebuild it out of special materials. It auto scales, as I mentioned. It'll like become magic automatically as you go on, and he'll have some special abilities he's able to use with it similar to how the magus the standard magus can channel magical energies through their weapon of choice sort of like that except he can do that plus he has the auto scaling that's very cool mm -hmm. i mentioned in the interview with alex that scald is one of my favorite classes a magus and war priest are the other two that make up my top three top four wizards number one I'm a sucker for wizards. Who isn't, right? Yeah, I mean, they're so cool. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about our mutual love of wizards and Pathfinder. We're here to talk about Maldrick. So why is Maldrick here at Fort Inevitable? We've discussed why his sister is here on a previous episode, but why is he here? Fame and fortune. Classic adventure adults. Plus his siblings are here, so that helps. That does help. But Maldrick has a secondary goal, doesn't he? Does he now? I believe you mentioned that he has a specific desire to do something with the spire. Yes, he 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 has an idea of turning the spire into a sort of destination uh, to make him even more fortune. That's fair. It is part of fame and fortune, but in a very roundabout way. Exactly. He wants to turn our dungeon into a dive bar. Exactly, yeah. That's that's his grand goal. So we talked about his class. We talked about his goals and stuff. Let's move to Garrett. What do you want out of the Emerald Spire Super Dungeon? You actually have the distinction of having played through the first floor already in a different group. I have, yeah. I've actually played the first floor probably five times. I've run it a couple times for different groups, and I've played it a couple times for Pathfinder Society. Yeah, so you, that's the only thing you really know about in-depth about the emerald spire right i've played the second floor once as well but that other than that i'm completely blind other than knowing like what paizo authors have been involved so getting on that topic what do you think the spire is and what it's about i mean honestly i couldn't tell you i know it's obviously some ancient building that's that supposedly the spire descends under each floor. According to just the synopsis, it's like, what, 16 floors? 16 floors, super dungeon, yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, I assume it's got to be something, there's got to be something tied to it. Someone has to have invent, has to have made the spire, right? Yeah. So I assume there's some sort of ancient race involved, as would be my guess. Some of the guesses we've had is the Aslanti, because it's green and old. 
not a terrible guess at all. The only thing I'd say is it's probably not Aridin because you would have made sure everyone knew. <laughs> the patron god of humanity. He was also into fortune and glory. <laughs> he was also into fortune and glory. That's how he became a god. That's what you know about the Emerald Spire. What do you expect to get out of this adventure? Like Megan wants to do a lot of role play stuff and develop because dungeon crawls traditionally don't lend to that. So she wants to kind of involve that in this. What do you want out of this besides getting to do a sick dungeon crawl that you and i have talked about doing for months i mean i would definitely go with what megan said definitely a lot of role play as well i mean we're, we have ford inevitable as a base of operations which i feel like is ignored by a lot of people who say like all dungeon crawl and nothing else like you have this amazing set piece town uh, that with full of intrigue and like in-depth npcs that like most people just aren't touching it sounds like yeah i took a look at it and i was like this is a really this is an enormous town. For those who don't really know a lot about Pathfinder cartography, when there's towns, generally each building is labeled by a number and you can, it like each has a little note about it. There are 43 individual locations noted in Fort Inevitable. Exactly. There's a ton of detail there that I think will really lend itself to roleplay. And in some of the episodes we've recorded, we've had that with the Hell Knights who run Fort Inevitable and getting to see the characters in a casual setting. Yes, it's a dungeon crawl, but the whole thing shouldn't be about the dungeon. It should be about the characters. Exactly. Getting back to Maldrick a little, talked about how his stuff scales and how he, as he levels and stuff. What's your kind of overall plan for Maldrick's character and his build? Is he just going to go stay straight Magus? Uh, you don't have to share if you plan the multi-class, but certainly what his style leans towards, maybe? Oh, no, I don't mind at all. Uh, at least for now, at least, uh, he definitely doesn't plan the multi-class. I'm just going to go straight Magus, just because I don't want to lose that spell progression. Because uh, one more thing about my archetype, actually, is it delays my spells per day by one. Oh, you have diminished spellcasting. I do, yeah. So losing additional spells is definitely not something I want to do. I have played Maguses that have that as a part of their class, and it is infuriating. At level one, yeah. I didn't know you only got uh, one spell a day at first level. I do, yeah. The diminished spellcasting is a bitch. Yeah, it is. Well, buddy, I look forward to seeing you and Maldrick in the Emerald Spire and Fort Inevitable and all the fun, cool stuff he does. I do too, man. I, I like this group. I like this adventure. I'm here to have a good time. I like this group too. I mentioned this in the interview with Alex, but you guys are very well versed in Pathfinder and you guys know how to build characters really well and really cool. And as a gentleman's agreement of no arms racing, but I think we have a good party balance for all well-rounded stuff, offense, defense, support. And I really look forward to seeing uh, Maldrick once he gets the Magus bread and butter of spell combat spell strike. Next level, man. And once you hit level two, it's all over for most of my monsters. <laughs> At least twice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cheers, bud.